Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September 4th, 2022. Hopefully you're having a good one on this. It is Sunday. Fine Sunday. Apparently the Lord is resting. So they say, let's see, as for me, I got my laundry done today. That was a chore, but we did it. I usually do my laundry on like every other Saturday, but yesterday was raining. I wasn't feeling it. Like, let's just stay in. Let's just be cozy and dry and do it in the morning, which is like my normal kind of flow to do it because I've been working overtime. So, did that, stuck to that, got it done today. Let's see, do you have a quick little food corner? I got these two giant baked cinnamon rolls, baked glazed cinnamon rolls. I don't know, but I got it from like a donut place, uh, Jupiter's Donuts. Jupiter, yeah, Jupiter Donuts, I think. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I enjoyed them very, it's so huge. Um, let's see, anything else to report on? Nah, nah, nothing major, nothing of real note. Uh, you guys, you guys are pretty much caught up. Uh, we can get into some news, though. Let's see here, what do we got to start? Got this from Yahoo News slash the Associated Press. Apparent assassination attempt against VP Royals Argentina. So this was a an almost just point blank, you know, shooting assassination attempt that happened against uh, Vice President Cristina Fernandez. Uh, she was stepping out of her car. She, you know, I guess was, uh, I think, I don't know if she's coming home or not. But, like, she's on, like, a more or less, a, like, a set routine for herself. And, like, she does a lot of glad handing. So she'll go out, you know, you know, run around, say hi to people, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, all that kind of stuff. But essentially, while she was outside of her apartment building, uh, someone with a gun just came out. And you can see in a photo, I don't have it, but you can definitely go find it. And it's just, like, the guy just has a gun right in her face. And it, it's, you know, it said that you could, you could hear the trigger get pulled, but apparently it jammed, there was some kind of misfire of sorts, so it didn't, you know, nothing happened. And then she had her security team with her, and they stepped up and handled the situation. And apparently I think she went on to, you know, continue to talk to, you know, the crowd and, you know, do stuff. So, I mean, she was almost like, it almost looked like she wasn't even phased by it. But super crazy. Uh, it was a, let's see, a 38 caliber semi-automatic handgun. Uh, but apparently, overall, it, according to a judicial official who, who didn't, you know, want to be named, he was uh, set under anonymity. But he said it was operating normally and it was capable of firing. So kind of one of those, like, miracle things. Now, let's see, the man... Oh, let me have his name here. Andre Sabag Montiel, 35-year-old. Uh, he is a street vendor and also a Brazilian uh, citizen. And he has lived in Argentina since 1998 and has no criminal record. Uh, but he was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder. So that's going down. That's crazy. 
Um, now, the article itself kind of goes into a little bit of her back, uh, background. Uh, also, the president, Alberto Fernandez, no relation. Uh, he came up on a late night broadcast, national broadcast, and, you know, kind of elaborated on the situation. I think, yes, the president also declared a national holiday on Friday in wake of what he called the most serious incident since we recovered democracy in 1983. And apparently this is after, you know, military dictatorship. So, you know, super just hot, crazy moment. Apparently, though, in Argentina, like, the political atmosphere and assassination attempts are, like, I guess, higher, or a little bit heightened over there. Uh, let's see. Also, um, let's see. Christina Fernandez. I gotta get him right since, you know, there's two Fernandez. Now, I will say probably for the rest of this article, we're gonna be talking about Christina Fernandez and not Alberto. But, um, you know, they are a left, left center, you know, administration. So, you know, it's gonna be one of those things where that's very divisive for people. Um, they also do make a reference to, um, was it Yero Bolsonaro? Um, he uh, actually has a quote at the end of this. Uh, he says, I lament it. And there are already people trying to blame me for that problem. It is good that the attacker didn't know how to use a gun. Otherwise, he would have been successful. That's uh, a little alpha quip, easy little quote from Bolsonaro that, that does not surprise me that he said that. But, um, you know, essentially, though, he has been very critical of them, like of the uh, Ar Argentine government. So I don't know. I mean, there's definitely, like I said, there's a lot here and a lot of history, obviously, that I'm not hyper aware of or like really on top of. But, you know, assassination attempts are big, especially what the last one we covered was uh, Shinzo Abe. And that was crazy, you know, with a fucking electric, you know, Android phone gun. But, um, I mean, honestly, though, for real, I'm glad that, you know, the assassination didn't happen, you know, just in general. Now, it is said that uh, she's alleged to have corruption crimes and, um, you know, was, um, I think they were trying to prosecute. There was like a prosecutor who was trying to do that, uh, trying to get her for like 12 years or so. But her people came out and said, like, if you do that, you know, we'll, we'll cause chaos. Like, we, we, we're going to go crazy. Like, that's not going to happen. So, I don't know if there's any if there's any traction to that or if there's going to be anything, you know, out maybe post her term, if you will. I don't know. But um, we can move on. want to just kind of start with that one. Let's see. Also, another Yahoo News, AP News collabo. Well, I mean, it's not really collabo. It's kind of like Yahoo News is the middleman for me. Uh, let's see, though. Uh, Border Patrol. Nine die crossing Swift, Texas River. So this happened across the Rio Grande. And essentially people were trying to cross and the river is higher lately because of, you know, the rains. So it's normally a little more than three feet and which is 90 centimeters, I guess. They get they have the setup for the people who are, um, you know, not Americans, even though most of the people listening to me are Americans. 
Sans like maybe the one person in Germany. I don't know if they're still on. Um, if so, hi. <laughs> Guten Tag, right? Is that good morning? I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see. It went from three feet to five feet, which would be uh, 1.5 meters on Thursday. So, I mean, this is just a big development in that regard in terms of just like a heightened issue. And then not to mention the area apparently has been more of a prevalent area for crossings, I guess, because it's kind of deemed safer than some of the cartel controlled areas that are like in the city and whatnot. So people try to go to this area. I think it's Eagle Pass, Texas. And essentially they try to cross, you know, that way. But, you know, with the river being so high, it just definitely wasn't the move. So definitely sad to hear about that. Let's see the uh, they also let's see CBP, which I guess is like kind of like with the Border Patrol, whatever. Uh, They rescued 37 others from the river and detained 16 more while Mexican officials took 39 migrants into custody. So also, you know, with the Title 42, that does kind of make it so like they get sent back to their homes um, and not so much like stay or anything like that. Um, So it's like the whole remain in Mexico thing. Uh, Mexico is kind of elected to take, you know, a pretty much most of the people who are, you know, obviously including people from their, you know, Mexican natives back home. Um, so, I mean, it's a messy situation. Also, it kind of reminds me, there's something I haven't really covered uh, that's kind of been making the news in and out. But um, with Greg Abbott trying to like, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's not just Texas. I'm sure other people are kind of like adopting a similar thing because like these kind of places all kind of, mirror each other and try to like one-up each other as they go but essentially trying to send migrants from texas they you know round them up and then they send them into you know midwestern or eastern cities so they send them to new york they send them to um chicago so i mean i guess the idea is to like make a point like look this is your problem now it's everybody's problem you know biden's got to fix this a whole bunch of fucking malarkey if you ask me but you know you can't stop greg abbott when he's on a roll yes the pun's intended because he's in a wheelchair that's right i'm a piece of shit but he's worse um anyway (laughs) Uh, essentially i don't know there's there's a lot here there's a lot of numbers a lot of stats um i didn't want to get too stuck in on it i just really wanted to kind of glean the highlight of the article which was that nine people were dead We've talked about this border stuff, and we will continue to talk about it. It is a big, ongoing thing that is happening in America. Um, You know, migrant crossings are a thing that happen across the world. And, you know, a lot of countries tend to have a conservative stance about it. They tend to want to be like, well, they're not us, so we should kick them out. Um, I think it's really weird, though, from Americans because, you know, we're supposed to be the land of opportunity and yet we try to like not be that <laughs> at least when it suits us i don't know uh and don't get me wrong i know we're talking about being an illegal immigrant um oh my gosh there's a quote here and i know i shouldn't have laughed about it oh man i don't think i can find it i probably want to paraphrasing it let's see do 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 
Yes, here it is. Here it is. Um, and it's from uh, Chief Patrol Agent Jason Owens. And he says, in an effort to prevent further loss of life, we are asking everyone to please avoid crossing illegally. He says in a statement. Which I'm like, yeah, dude, of course you're going to say that. It's your fucking job. But, like, dude, they're trying to get across. Like, they're trying to get to America. Like, yo. Also, another thing, too, I know I'm, I'm just bleeding articles here. Um, but on that whole thing when it comes to Abbott putting people on buses and sending them to, like, you know, Midwestern, Eastern areas. Um, from what I've kind of heard, migrants are like, okay, so you're not sending us back home. All right, that's cool. That's a check. That's a plus. And you're sending us to a place that's far away from here where you guys are like kind of fucking crazy. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds good. Bet. <laughs> and they get on the bus and they go and, you know, hopefully they, they can kind of reconnoiter with people and, you know, kind of land on their feet from there. But that was something I found interesting that it's like, OK, they're not mad about that. Like and then what I don't know what the fuck. Like I said, I haven't fully researched it or whatever. What like the response has been from the cities who have received people. I know um, Eric Adams has made, like, a statement or whatever, but, yeah, nothing, like, serious. But, um, I don't know. I, I do think this shit is crazy. I think it's also interesting. I think it's a lot of things all at once. I feel like if you've listened to this podcast long enough, though, you know my stance on this. I, I definitely feel like it would be better if we had just a more of an open, easier way of getting a kind of citizenship, you know? Uh, I think it benefits us as a whole, as Americans. It makes us more diverse. It makes us stronger. It allows us to do what we're already doing on the fucking sly, which is benefit off of immigrants working here and getting more people in. And and sadly, you know, I would, you know, wouldn't like it this way. I would prefer that we all get equal pay, of course. But naturally, the situation works. Well, it's like, okay, you're an illegal immigrant. Well, we're going to be able to hire you for less, uh, you know, less rate. And, you know, that's how a lot of these businesses can kind of stay afloat and do what they do. Um, granted, I'd like to see a world where we're not only we accept people and that we can benefit off of that, but we also just pay people equally. But I don't know. I'm getting socialist and I'm kind of in the weeds. So we can move on. Next thing. Next thing. Let's see. Uh, we're talking about Navy SEALs. But, 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 but there's a twist. There is a twist. <laughs> Oh man, okay. I know. I, I'm I'm bad. I'm I'm laughing at things that aren't, but it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I got this from the insider. Aspiring Navy SEALs are using Viagra to self-medicate when they start coughing up blood during qualifying drills. They say it works, but at a price. Man, insider banger fucking uh, headline. Mm, love that. That's tasty. Now, essentially, this is about. You know, Navy SEALs, they're trying to get through what's called Hell Week. Um, And it's not just Hell Week, but that's kind of like a really big, like, hill to get through a part of this process of this training. Essentially, you can become, what is it called, a Basic Underwater Demolition slash SEAL, or BUD slash S, so BUD slash S for short. And now this is something that's elite, like... The, you get into this kind of thing, you're the cream of the crop of of the Navy. And not just mission, just the Navy. I mean, obviously that's like, you know, it's a really well-known thing just among all military branches. So, sadly though, it, it, it's not easy to get into. And I, and I get that. I understand that like, 
It's a prestige you earn with the blood and sweat and tears, all this, you know, macho shit, yada, yada, yada. Plus, it, it just takes a lot to do. I mean, you're going to be asked to do a lot, I imagine, in in this division, right? Um, at least that's what the games make it seem like. <laughs> I mean, that's just seem real serious. But they have what's called a hell week. Essentially, it, it's rigorous shit. They are putting you in, like, the coldest, dampest just physical bullshit situations like they are pushing your bodies they're yelling at you to keep going and going and going and going and you can't go on but you have to keep going you have to push beyond your your limits it's crazy shit it almost is like sounds like a fucking anime but it's real life and people do this all the fucking time to try to get into this this group so to combat it people have been using what is called pet peds uh you know, performance-enhancing drugs, and, you know, so it's not, it's like, um, you know, HGH, human growth hormone, potentially, also, like, steroids, uh, but another, I guess, to combat some of this, you know, the whole thing with the, the fluids, uh, what is it called, they have it in this article, um, let's see, let's see, let's see, um, here it is, yeah, so one potential treatment for um, essentially the swimming-induced pulmonary edema, which is also known as SIPE, is um, Viagra, which, of course, you know, the common person like me would know as, you know, dick pills <laughs> for your, your erectile dysfunction, right? You know, you got to keep it up. But essentially, this helps keep that water, you know, situation from happening in you. So... People have been doing the maximum to do this. And I believe um, Kyle Mullen uh, was trying to do the best he could. Now, his mom, who is a nurse, because I've also heard this via the BBC, but they kind of leave out the Viagra part and they kind of focus on just like, hey, you know, I was his mom. I was talking to him throughout this whole time. He was doing the Hell Week process and he was telling me he's coughing up blood he's going through all the stuff and you just shouldn't be this that just shouldn't be a thing that should not be happening no matter how elite this is and essentially she's saying like yeah like he was telling me that other kids other you know you know participants were you know doing whatever they could using performance enhancing stuff but she says that he didn't uh even though i believe that they were found in his car so you know, I don't know. I don't know if there was like an autopsy done. I know this was this happened like February fourth, and this was like reported in the Times initially. But um, you know, Mullen started to fall behind. Um, he needed oxygen, and um, let's see, like the medics helped him, but eventually, you know, as he went on, after he had passed the medical check and the staff left he had still been able to cough up enough blood to fill up a Gatorade bottle. So hours went by and then other new recruits are like, dude, you're, you're going too far. You're going too hard. Like you're going to die. And they called 911 and, uh, he was unresponsive without a, he was unresponsive without a pulse. So, I mean, it was a nasty situation uh, I personally think that, you know, his mom is, you know, it, it makes sense why you'd want to hold the Navy accountable for this. Like, yes, should Kyle Mullins not have been using, you know, performance enhancing drugs? Of course not. I mean, like, that's like the rules, right? Like, yada, yada, yada. 
Also, there's a lot of there's a little bit in this article talking about like, well, what about the people who are trying to make it through Hell Week the right way? But to me, I think the biggest point is why is Hell Week set up this way? You can make grueling, intense situations without putting someone's life on the line. Like you can just do it. Like it can be done. Don't get me wrong, you do want to push a person's body to the limit because in the situations you're going to be throwing them in, that's what's going to happen for sure. But we live in a time, we live in a society, we have the means and ability to come up with routines and exercises and drills or whatever the fuck you need to do to stress test these human beings to say that they're qualified enough, but you don't kill them. Like, it's, it, I'm not crazy for that. I'm not, I'm not shooting the moon here. Um, I don't know if you, if, if I'm, if I am, if I'm fucking smoking dope, then you, you email me, brother. <laughs> you email me, sister, and you let me know. <laughs> um, let's see. We got some other news here. Got this from the AP Uncut. Let's see, man. Okay. Um, behind the scenes here, I'm getting a lot of ads here for, um, what is it? Scratch offs. I've never even played a scratch off. Man, that's wild. You gotta love the internet. I need an ad block. That's what I really need. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Zombie Ice from Greenland. I don't know why I said it like that. I don't know why I said it so pacey. I'm sorry. Greenland? Greenland. Greenland! <laughs> Zombie Ice from Greenland will raise sea level 10 inches. So, today has been a little bit of education for me. As you guys pretty much know and can tell, I'm not the brightest. I try. I do my best. You know, I try to be as quick as I, on my feet as I can. But I learned about what they call zombie ice today from reading this article. Uh, essentially, a little bit of a quick summary according to me. It is ice that is going to melt away. And the reason it's going to melt away is that it no longer is, is getting the replenishment that a glacier should be getting just naturally throughout time that like it's the same kind of thing that helped formed it it's no longer getting that continuation process because of climate change and now it is starting to melt and these big glaciers are going to have a big ramification it's something we kind of talked about obviously in the other episode we're talking about flooding and all this kind of stuff but any kind of raising of the sea level is drastically bad so 10 inches is crazy it's 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 a game over man kind of situation uh there's an a quote that is said here that it's like it's a one foot in the grave kind of thing and there's nothing we can do about that like we're already here for it like it's going to happen we cannot stop that part also that 10 inches is being modest it's like the best case scenario this could get i think up to like 30 inches like over time at some point i think by like 21 something or some shit so it's no good it is it's it's a it's a code red situation i mean granted i know myself the listeners involved it's not like we can you know we are the world this we can't hold our hands and sing a song and then you know all of a sudden we're all gonna act right and stop like (laughs) stop burning coal and you know keep all our shit off and no it we're, we're on the ride we're in for the penny we're in for the pound but um it is something to to note, I guess, the life and death of a glacier. It's interesting to know that it's like, okay, like, if this mountain isn't, you know, 
getting its ice and it's not melting its ice like it's just not being replenished then naturally the glaciers aren't as well and like that's going to continue and the erosion is going to continue and it's going to keep getting worse and worse so i mean you know not to be you know a scary son of a bitch but um yeah that's happening and that article is there if you'd like to read it and get some more details on it (laughs) um but last but not least, I actually do, I guess I could say I have some good news. And, you know, I like to leave you on some good notes. So, you know, I'm gonna hit the little break and we'll be right back at it. Hey, okay, we're back. I got this last one from Yahoo News slash Yahoo News 360. (laughs) But um, California jumpstarts the movement to ban gas-powered cars. So, this is a big deal, but California regulators last week approved a plan to ban the sale of gas-powered cars in the state by 2035. And... Essentially, it's going to start in, like, waves. Let's see. Um, 35% in 2026 and 68% by 2030. And it's going to impose hefty financial penalties to companies that fall short of these benchmarks. So, it's going to apply to the new cars and it doesn't affect the consumers directly. Oh, excuse me. Oh, still going. <clears throat> A little rolling burp there. Um, but essentially, it's going to affect the customers in the sense of like, hey, I'm going to go buy a car, but everything on the lot by 2035 is going to be an electric, you know, electric vehicle, an EV. So that's the good news. You know, it's that's helpful for the environment for sure. But I mean, I, I'd like to think that it is. It, it, it is one of the things with the, with the electric vehicle. It does come down to how it's made. Obviously, eliminating fossil fuels, super fucking sweet. That's what we want. That's what we aim for. Like, that's the environmentalist dream. It's something that's doing a lot of damage to our climate. But another problem is what goes into making an electric vehicle? Something I've kind of been learning a lot this year, you know, ins and outs, is a lithium battery is so important to it. And to get lithium is actually a whole other kind of nightmare. When it's described to me, it's just coal in another place. Like, now don't get me wrong, it's not like doing the same environmental damage, but it is a resource that is not limitless. It's not like you can plant lithium like a plant and then it just like grows a lithium tree. Like it's in a mine, you farm it, you get it out and the the circumstances and situation is not, it's not sweet. It's not clean. It's not like hunky-dory. Like it's, it's poor people in mines for little money so that it goes up the scale and that these companies get to make the most of it for make these cars. So that to me is a, is going to be an issue already is an issue. But the idea of getting this rollout, doing something aggressive for the environment, that's cool. Also, California's so big, they have a big impact. 
Also, another thing is people follow their lead, just kind of like how Republican, you know, states will mimic and try to one up each other. Also, other states are trying to do the same thing. So hopefully, you know, they follow suit. That would be kind of cool, right? Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely you know, interested. Also, from what I've heard listening, once again, I know I drop it a lot but through the BBC, that a lot of companies are already like, look, yeah, we're, we are down. We weren't down before. I think it was either like Toyota or Honda maybe that was a little bit like, no, nah, I don't think we don't think so. But they've all come around and said, yes, by that time frame, we will have a rollout ready for you that you can get. Also, another reason why it doesn't affect the customer technically directly is like, obviously, if you have a gas powered car, you can still own it. They're not, you're not going to get any fines. There's not going to be any changes for that. Also, if you buy it out of state, you can buy an out of state car that's gas. I think what, maybe my closing statement here on this, that's something I kind of fucking don't like, and I can already see as an issue is that this is something that is going to make a bigger burden yet again for fucking poor people. Like, if you're rich, if you're well off, if you're in the like middle upper crust of the middle class, sure, this won't affect you at all. But what this means is by 2035, gas or car prices are probably going to be insanely higher. Like, and they're already fucking high. So the idea of like having to buy an electric vehicle because you have no choice or what, you have to go cross state lines or whatever and order a car or whatever, like, it's gonna make the process of buying a car even harder and more expensive for the average poor person. Which to me, I don't believe in a middle class. If you ask me, I don't think I think that's a I think it's a myth. I think it's like a carrot stick thing. I think there are rich one percent motherfuckers and it's all the other rats in the fucking barrel and we're eating each other until, you know, some of us get lucky and we pop to the top. I don't know. Or crabs. You you pick your animal. But essentially, these kind of things just worry me because it's like, cool, great. I love the environment, too. I want the environment not to blow up and die for our future. But, like, I also don't want to be punished because of it either. And especially because we all know that there are, you know, company interests, bigger interests at play here that are going to do what they want regardless, that are going to fuck up the environment. So... There we go. That's all I got. That's my food for thought, I guess, for the week. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Like I said before, that's the the best part for me. If you've made it this far, you've already done me the biggest, uh, the biggest, I don't know, the biggest thing. You've done the best. You've made me happy. You've brought joy into my life. And uh, yeah, hopefully you have a good week. And hopefully it is filled with joy and filled with triumph. And hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.